The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Wednesday, the 10th of May in London. Coming up today... 10% pay rises, soaring salaries cause a major headache for the Bank of England. Losing altitude, Tony Blair tells Bloomberg the city risks losing its status as a high flyer. Running out of headroom, Biden and McCarthy dash hopes of a deal as the debt ceiling looms even larger. In for a penny, down a pound. Panic at the M&A trial and trust goes to Taiwan. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers. I'm James Wilcock. Plus, a jury finds Donald Trump sexually abused and defamed a columnist, awarding her $5 million in damages. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. New data here in the UK shows that wages soared by 10% for those who changed jobs in the last year. Bloomberg's Chris Pitt has the details. The data from Reed Recruitment's millions of job advertisements points to a red-hot labour market. Bloomberg analysis suggests many middle-income families have secured a real-term pay rise well above the national average wage increase. This will be worrying reading for the Bank of England, who are anxious to prevent higher prices translating into spiralling wages. In London, Christopher Pitt, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Former Prime Minister Tony Blair has urged the British government to secure a deal on financial services equivalents with the European Union. Speaking to Bloomberg's UK correspondent Lizzie Burden, Blair warned that the city is in danger of losing its lead over rivals if a deal can't be done. We're in a position where, if we're not careful, we're going to lose altitude, even with the City of London, which is all... And I've always said to people, no matter how much people complain about the financial service sector, it's, it's a major part of our economy. We've got to keep it strong. We've got to keep it preeminent. The warning from Tony Blair comes after Jan de Plessis, the chairman of the Financial Reporting Council, told Bloomberg that London has been declining as a financial capital for years. Across the channel, one of the city's main rivals has had another boost. Bank of America says it plans to keep increasing its presence in Paris. That's even after an eight-fold increase in staffing over the past four years. Speaking at Bloomberg's Future of Finance event, Vanessa Holtz, who runs Bank of America's operations across Europe, said the French capital has a lot to offer. It is a very important financial system. It has a lot of ecosystem. It's a very diverse uh, in terms of financial services that come into play in Paris. And I think what is important is we continue to see investments in Paris and investors growing there. 
That view from Bank of America's Vanessa Holtz has been reinforced by figures recently from the European Banking Authority. Data published in January show the number of investment bankers and traders in France earning more than €1 million Euros is almost 80% higher than it was in 2017. Some of Wall Street's most experienced traders are warning of unthinkable long-term implications of a U.S. debt default. In a letter to the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, current and former executives at Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan and elsewhere said that the limit should be permanently repealed. But their warning seems to have had a little cut through. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, said that no progress was made on a deal during an hour-long meeting with President Joe Biden. Everybody in this meeting reiterated the positions they were at. I didn't see any new movement. The president said the staff should get back together. But I was very clear with the president. We have now just two weeks to go. The staff will get together and we'll get back together the principals on Friday. McCarthy faces pressure from conservatives to take a hard line in the debt limit talks, while Biden is urging for it to be raised without conditions. A New York jury has found Donald Trump liable for sexually assaulting and defaming writer E. Jean Carroll. The court ordered the former president to pay $5 million in damages after she accused him of raping her in the 1990s and defaming her by calling her a liar when she wrote about it. Richard Painter was a White House ethics lawyer under George W. Bush. There is no exception for presidents or former presidents. No one is above the law. Donald Trump has been found liable. He can appeal and uh, try to uh, evade this verdict. I think his chances are quite slim. Richard Painter's assessment comes as Trump faces a string of cases that threaten to erupt during next year's presidential campaign. Responding to the verdict, the former president called it a political hit job. And just finally, some earnings this morning. Credit Agricole's investment bank posted a record performance in the first quarter as the French lender's debt traders powered a surge in revenue. Underlying revenue from fixed income commodities and currencies jumped by 42% in the first three months of the year, beating larger rivals in a difficult trading period. The performance contributed to record revenue at the firm's corporate and investment bank, but the French bank warned that it may not be able to repeat the same trading performance in the current quarter. So those are our top stories on the programme this morning. Carolyn, a story that caught my eye this morning as someone who loves sleeping um, <laughs> was very excited by this idea. This seems quite sensible. Air New Zealand is going to offer sleep pods to people on their long-haul flights, so Auckland to New York or Auckland to Chicago, uh, where you'll be able to book a bed for four hours during the flight and will cost you between 400 and 600 New Zealand dollars. So that's... Around $100 an hour uh, for that period. You're clocking up your sleep in dollars per minute. I'm always clocking up my sleep, Caroline. <laughs> but th- look, this is not a bad idea, I think, because it's going to be available to people who are in economy. So you'll you'll be in your seat. You'll only be allowed, be allowed to have it for four hours to be I, able to I, get out of your yeah, seat. Yeah, my and, only reaction to that was, I mean, look at an, a, a sleep pod, a napping pod or whatever mm. it is. Um, I think is great, but for only four hours, I and mean, it's an awfully long flight, and those flights are going to be begin quite soon. In fact, I was speaking to a friend who's going to be on one of those flights going to Houston. It's a, it's a long way. Yeah, it certainly is, and something that I think that uh, the idea of having space to rest is not a bad one as well. Uh, we'll also have noticed uh, that last night was the start of the Eurovision events. Oh, did you Liverpool. notice that, Stephen I did, Carl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I will have noticed. Uh, it, look, it's the first of three. So the first semi-final was last night. Second semi-final is on Thursday and the big final, of course, on uh, Saturday as well. But a chance to get a look at everything that has been worked for 
to um, get the preparations ready for Liverpool. Big spectacle for the city. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's being hosted in the UK. Fascinating. Good stuff. Let's also get some more detail, though, on the recruitment company Reed, which has its latest jobs report out in collaboration with Bloomberg. People switching jobs in the past year here in England got a 10% pay bump. But it was cities outside of the southeast where salaries rose the fastest. Joining us now is Bloomberg reporter Lucy White, who's been delving into the data from Reed, one of the biggest recruitment websites in England. Lucy, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. A 10% pay rise. Good morning. That is a big number. It is, exactly. I mean, you know, considering that we've seen, um, you know, inflation around 10% for the last several months um, and median salaries across the whole economy, according to the Office for National Statistics, only around 6%. Um, A lot of people have been seeing real pay cuts. But as you said, this is just looking at salaries on job postings. So this will only affect people who've actually moved jobs. But it suggests that a lot of people have actually seen their wages increase almost in line with inflation. And some, indeed, this is the median number, some have seen more. Lucy, how does this break down geographically? Is it a sign perhaps that levelling up is working? It's interesting because, um, as you said, you know, we've seen a lot of um, the biggest pay rises come in some slightly unexpected places. So salaries attached to job adverts are still largest in the big cities, you know, the likes of London, Manchester, Cambridge. Um, In other sort of smaller neglected towns, you know, uh, the likes of York, Gateshead, Norwich, Birmingham, they're as much as a third smaller But it's in some of these areas outside of London where they're rising fastest. Um, So Blackpool, Huddersfield and Birkenhead. The Bank of England push for pay restraint is clearly fallen on deaf ears, has it? (laughs) Well, obviously, yes. We had Andrew Bailey last year urging pay restraints and we had Hugh Pill um, last month saying that workers just needed to accept that they are poorer. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's been really hard for businesses trying to recruit over the last year. Um, And, you know, they've had very little available to them other than to offer higher salaries and to offer, um, you know, increased benefits. So, you know, perhaps it's fallen on deaf ears or perhaps there just weren't really any other options. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting point. I wonder when we think about sectors in this, Lucy, what in the data tells us about the the sectors where the biggest pay rises were available? Well, as usual, banking and finance are doing very well. Um, You know, obviously, a lot of those jobs are concentrated in London, Um, but also, you know, jobs in the strategy and consulting sector, you know, perhaps as we've seen more businesses struggling, that's that, you know, there's really been a lot of demand for, for, for consultancy work. And actually the energy sector as well. Um, Salaries are rising particularly fast in the energy sector. I mean, obviously we've seen, you know, um, a lot of of action in the energy sector and we're seeing a lot of um, focus now on greening the energy sector. Um, IT jobs have also been offering very high salaries typically. You know, this is stuff like, um, uh, you know, software developers, software engineers. They may not be rising as fast, but... Um, James Reed, the chief executive of Reed Recruitment, he's saying that this really demonstrates the digitalization of the economy that's coming. And he says, you know, it emphasizes the need for boosting tech education in mm. some perhaps more deprived areas, you know, around the country where we can really sort of push that leveling up agenda. Lucy, that's really interesting. Thank you so much for being with us. We're well, speaking of Reed CEO, um, uh, James Reed, uh, he says that 
you know, this is all evidence that the UK needs to future-proof the economy. Lucy, though, thank you so much for your time this morning and also for delving into that really interesting data. I mean, it's fascinating to get that much information from the website and be able to pass it for what it means for the UK economy. Bloomberg reporter Lucy White. Up next, in for a penny, down a pound, panic at the M&A trial and trust goes to Taiwan. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's James Walcock joins us now for a look through the newspapers, starting with The Telegraph. Uh, Delighted with their headline, it would seem, analysts admit that they were wrong about UK economy as pound surges. You can sort of uh, see the delight. Caroline, did you know that The Telegraph thinks we're all being really harsh on the UK economy and business? And so they are very pleased to report that the head of the European foreign exchange strategy at City, Vasileos Gnoskakis, says that predictions of a material correction in house prices and a collapse in consumption had simply not come to pass. And they tore up their prediction that the pound would go to parity against the dollar. They're now looking at, say, 1.3 in the next year and the pound is currently at the moment trading yeah. at a one year high it is a major turnaround um I will introduce a note of scepticism. For all the Telegraph points to notes from Goldman, points to NatWest, who are all changing their perspectives, uh, I, I look to John Stepek, uh, the Bloomberg writer of the newsletter, and um, this, uh, Money Distilled. I mean, I get all my good thoughts from John, but he points out, and he pointed out last week, this was always on the cards because the same risks that were impacting the UK economy last year are now tailwinds now. Uh, the April inflation figure is predicted to fall to as low as 7%. So although inflation looks stubbornly higher this month, once the energy prices factor out, it will be quite similar to most European figures. Um, and then at that point, wages will mm. start to matter more, which is exactly what Lucy White was just on to talk about. So there's, and I also look at Bloomberg economics Dan Hansen, who says that actually, although policymakers 
are, were wrong and the economy as a whole is doing better than it thought. And he's talking about the BOE there. Yeah. The, the big problems here is it's not all rosy outlooks. Strikes and the coronation could be a far bigger hit to GDP than current forecast predicts. So it's not all sort of sunlit uplands yeah. on the horizon just no, yet. No, listen, I do think that the sterling story is remarkable. I think it is worth pointing out. And yet also Vasilios, obviously, who is a regular guest on Bloomberg Radio and TV and writes, um, you know, the Inside G10 uh, pieces for on the Bloomberg Terminal, you know, he has many views and things do move swiftly. But yes, so the Telegraph highlighting this one particular incident. And briefly, just like, we compare it to pre-Brexit. Obviously, yeah. the, the, you can be as yes. optimistic on the pound as you like, but it's still, uh, I think, um, 0.25 lower than where it was back in 2015, 2014. Yeah, no, absolutely. The last five years have been very tough. Yeah. Let's go to the FT next, James, writing about the brewing court showdown over the Activision Blizzard deal being blocked. So, Lord David Panic is a celebrity in the legal field. Let me just go through very briefly, Stephen, some of his recent cases. He defended Boris Johnson in the Partygate probe. Uh, he was also seen as if he's worked for Queen Elizabeth II. Second, uh, he during the big Gina Miller Brexit victories, he fought for Gina Miller's case. Basically, whenever there is a large trial, or panic is often somewhere in the region. So it says quite something that Activision Blizzard have hired him to take the case for the government over blocking the deal with Microsoft. And um, the FT have reported to say not only does it say something about that, it says something about how seriously the companies are taking it about what the UK CMA's ruling might have on global implications for the company. So it is one to keep an eye on. And as this court um, case gets going. Uh, it shows that we will be one to keep an eye on because Lord Panic is famously very good at the dispatch box in court. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, the Times, Liz Truss going to Taiwan. Yes, she will become the most prominent British politician to travel to Taiwan in decades, which is always a move that was like to antagonise Beijing. Now, famous facts about Liz Truss. If you had to guess, Caroline Stephen, who was the last most notable prime, uh, most notable prime minister to visit Taiwan? That is a history no. test. And it, it, as a hint, it How is a prime back? minister that Liz Truss always seeks to emulate. Oh, in all Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> is it that long ago? In 1992 wow. and 1996. Um, wow. And so it's... But where this becomes an interesting political story is this comes after Ian Duncan Smith yesterday, as a Tory party grandee in his own right, called out China. Um, this isn't just a summer holiday for Liz. She is also set to give a speech in Taipei where she's going to show solidarity. This is full-on freelancing. And... I imagine this will make her a lightning rod for criticism against Rishi Sunak's policy. Um, notably, a lot of Tory MPs, it turns out, are increasingly worried about the uh, Chinese Vice President Han Zheng, who came to the coronation. He, what it turns yes. out, was in charge of the crackdown on Hong Kong and Hong Kong's democracy. So there's an increasing story now of UK politicians who are anti-Sunak or in, in, upset at the current mm. direction of the party are coming onto the sort of China hawkish stance of a way of expressing their discontent. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. 
Our data is made for more. So you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.